ED. Yo. It feels like some places are just, I don't want to say cursed, but just tough to, tough to buy a win in some places. Tastes like sadness. Taste like sadness. That would be correct. That's that taste, huh? That, that's that bitter taste that, that I've had. Jeez. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Uh, Niners falling in the Pacific Northwest once again. Uh, they lose this one. Swept by the Seahawks. We'll break that one down. We'll tell you what we learned uh after this Niners loss we've been handing out game balls I've been so accustomed to it now we got to get back to what what we learned coming off a loss if you're new to the show uh as always we want to encourage you to continue to download subscribe rate and review we're located wherever you find your podcast if there's a like button on your particular podcast subscription service go ahead and hit that like button hit us up on social media get involved in the conversation I'm at our Haylock on Twitter he's at underscore Eric Davis underscore and on the old Instagram I am at watch Ray Ray he is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. That's four underscores, as in one more than the Niners' most recent win streak. Ouch. Uh, as always, we are brought to you by the fine folks over at Bet Online. Look, they got whatever you want action. They got action, all right? They, they bought that action, boss, uh, in the words of a former uh, Seahawk. Um, go on and head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first, first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V, 550 to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, what did we learn, ED? Do you want to take this? Uh, we learned that that psyche, that, um, that, how, how do I put this? How do I put this? It's, it's real. It is a real thing that you can get inside of an opponent's head. Mm. That's what I think we learned. I do believe you mentioned it going into this one. Um, Kyle Shanahan is John McVay's nemesis. Pete Carroll is Kyle Shanahan's nemesis. Mm. He's in his head. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that. I was leaning that direction. Uh, you mentioned something about last week. You mentioned something about this being a should win, not a must win. win. Yep. I, I was more on the must win side of things, uh, considering they're still technically in the playoff picture. Um, That's why it wasn't a must win to me. I, yeah, I can see. I see now why you were on that should win part. That's not what I learned though. What I learned is um, this team has some traits bad traits Uh-oh. that you would uh that you would equate uh-huh. bad teams uh, you just learned that you're just not learning that um not that i not that i necessarily just learned it but i think it looked like you're starting to corner starting to turn the corner so like i took a couple sips of the kool-aid uh-huh. and then it was just like uh, i just kind of hit me right back in the face again and uh yeah, it's hard to be a winning team when you have some of those traits, and those traits aren't gone yet. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or will they ever be gone? I, I mean, we know. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, yeah, that happened. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Final score, 30-23, went down to the wire. Niners had a chance, opportunity uh, to to tie the game, uh, potentially, uh, on its last possession. Um, all right, the, the one thing, let's just get this out the way, because this is something that people were talking about. Uh, third and goal, Jimmy G, looking for Sherfield, end zone, looked like a clear PI. Uh, it, it, funny thing is Sherfield got hit on earlier on that drive with a block in the back, and then he looked to be the beneficiary of a PI, but that was not called. What did you see there? Um, I everybody's gonna hate me, but I can understand why it was a no call. I you can tell. I, I mean, that last play where he pushed it up, he didn't really do enough to get any separation. So, what you got to understand from a defensive back standpoint, I don't <laughs> tell it you because he was being grabbed. <laughs> no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. His hand. I can put my hand on you. I just. But what? But you got to understand about the rule, is that I can't do anything to impede your progress. So I can put my hands on you. I can put my hands on you. So if if you are walking a straight line and I'm walking a straight line with you and my hand is on you, it's not impeding your ability to walk that straight line. It's not doing that. If my if my hand is on you and you decide to go to the left or the right and that hand on you prevents you from doing that, that's when the penalty becomes, um, that's when the penalty uh, becomes thrown, that it will be thrown, that's when now I am breaking the rules. If you're not doing anything to really create separation, my hands being on you is not necessarily what's going to call a foul. So everyone goes crazy when they see hands on. That's not what's going to do it. Is am I am, am I basically preventing you from doing something? That's the same way if you push, I can pull. Okay. So if so that's that's what you got to understand. So I I actually as a defensive back, I get to control and own the dirt that I'm standing on. So so that's why you can't just run through me as a receiver and push me out of the way. I own that dirt, just like you own yours. Like it's the same reason I can't run into you. So what I saw, and I looked at it and I looked at it and I was like, at the very end, so when he's pushing up and he runs the route, he hasn't done anything to really create any separation. There was a hand on him, but he wasn't tugging on him or anything. He had his hand on him. And then at the very end, when he turned, he tried to he tried to create separation and he grabbed his arm. So the ref right now, see, this is the, you got is this is happening so fast. Is he preventing him from trying to get away? Or is he really pulling as he's pushing you can do that so that's why i'm saying i can see it being a no call it looked like a bear hug to me um look, look and, take next time what i want you to do is go back and look at it after we I'm, finish, I'm watching it right now it's, I'm, I'm looking at it right now like it, I, I hear what you're saying about the pull the 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 push and, and pull he had his hand on he wasn't pulling them the whole time okay so my my issue is he's pulling right with one, with one hand and then he comes around with the other hand right that that's pi to me at least it looks like it. 
I, again, if I don't, I can put my hand on you. If I'm not turning your body, if I'm not torquing you or anything, it could be. So if, if they had thrown the flag, I wouldn't have argued. I'm telling you, I can see why they didn't throw it. That's all I'm saying. So it's one of, one of those, if, yeah. they throw, if they throw the flag, you get it. If they don't throw the flag, you I, get I, it. I, because I, because I, I, understand, I understand the rule and, and how it is and everything that it entails, I can understand why they didn't throw that flag. Um, I, I, I feel, I, I can understand that. And look, I mean, I, that's, you know what, but that's not the reason they, that's not the reason they lost. Hold on. Everybody wants to go all crazy about that play and everything. I'm sorry. That's not why they lost. I started this off by saying, that's not why they lost. You lost because you got out coached. You got flat out coached. You got out coached. You can turn your head. Guess what? You lost by how many points? With everything that happened, how many points you lose by? Seven. Okay. Special teams gave you how many? Punt return? I mean, um, a fake punt? Yeah, seven. That ain't nothing but coaching, okay? Number one, that's coaching. You got out coached on that. That's seven points. Now, guess what? That right there, if you take those, it's a tie game. Now, guess how you lose the game? You get a safety. They dialed up a better call in that situation than you did and got two more points. That's coaching, Okay. Coaching gave up nine points. You lose by seven. Don't blame it on a PI. Now I'm gonna drop my voice. I'm I'm glad. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so much to unpack there. I'm glad you mentioned the safety because the that whole drive, right? You're fortunate enough to 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 um to force a turnover in your own deep deep in your own zone. You you force the turnover, but you start you know inside your own five, right? I did not get why that entire draft, that entire drive, all three plays of them, or two play, however many plays it was, I believe it was three plays, right? All of those plays were taken from the shotgun. For the life of me, I could not understand that. When everybody in the building knows that you're trying to run, you need to get some breathing room so you can get your behind outside of the opponent's end zone, right? So you take all three of those, you take all three of those snaps from the shotgun. That part I do not understand. And then on third down you're forced to you're going to throw it and you get the safety right so and you know my thing about turnovers right Mm -hmm. three turnovers you turn one into points uh you actually gave up two points (laughs) off another one Mm -hmm. right and and you don't cash in on the other so i think that's huge you talked about being our coach look i was raised in the p carroll heyday at usc one thing he always did coming out of the locker room at intermission, you knew Pete and his staff were going to make adjustments and they would just ramrod folks in the second half. This game played out a lot like the first game played out, whereas the Niners had pretty decent control in the first half. In the second half, they just the whole the bottom fell out, right? Um you took you talk about the adjustments Pete was able to make, you talk about Niners not being able to flip it. They weren't able to flip the field position the entire second half. The entire second half. That last drive they went on, they started that one, what, on their own two or something like that? Like, they had to go 98 yards just to try to tie the thing up. The only time they crossed the 50 in the second half? In the second half. I believe that. I believe it was. They could They could not flip the field position the entire half. And so – there are a number of things that you can point to for the reason why they lost this game. That non-PI call against Sherfield wasn't it. Um, they just 
and, and to your point, I mean, second half adjustments, it, it was the same thing that we saw at the field of jeans earlier this season. Second half, first half, first series, first punt of the game. You weren't but, prepared. Yes, but even after that, even after that, which that was that was terrible. Well, all I'm trying to say is that it didn't it didn't begin in the second half. The it, entire it, game, Pete was up on game more than Kyle, and that's why I was saying I learned it's a real thing that this guy that going against this Seattle squad, Kyle, he 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 doesn't do things the same way, and it's evident. And, and and that's just and that's just how it is. It's like this Pete Carroll has something on him and he's figured out ways to to make things happen against this particular team that Kyle hasn't figured out yet. And he's going to have to figure it out uh, because it's not even you can look at a lot of those cases where Kyle has lost to Pete. Pete had the better team. He lost two this year. To an inferior squad. The 49ers roster is better than than the roster of the Seattle Seahawks. There is no way you were supposed to lose both of these games to this team. And we can point to coaching in both of them. So um, that's that's not good. That's not good. Yeah. What, what do they have? Four wins this season? Half of those have come against the Niners. Come right? on now. And so, I mean, this team can't beat anybody, but they they swept the Niners. They swept the Niners this season. Um, And so that that's just that that's just beyond unfortunate, Um, especially for a team that's trying to compete and trying to get in the playoffs and and things of that nature. I want to go like so I was talking about the bad traits earlier. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Before we get into that, Ed, let's talk a little little. uh, Little light box, little light box. Okay, let's go light box. Uh, so we want you guys to say goodbye to your dope gifts. All right, we know it's the holiday season, and you got to get something in light box. Have some lab room diamonds, and they are the brightest gift of the year. Uh, they they use cutting edge technology and innovative techniques. Using those, they have cracked the science of sparkle. They create, they've created the highest quality lab diamonds uh, that you can find, but the, you get them at a light price. They're only $800 a carat. That's pretty good for a guy like Rashawn who knows. You see that face he's making right now because he knows his diamond. And, and that boy right there, you should see him when he's walking the streets. He's just big time bling. That's who he is. <laughs> now, these diamonds, they have the same chemical makeup as natural diamonds. They're just grown in a lab. And because of that process, They've created some stones in a blush pink. They have a beautiful blue. And of course, they have the classic white that my guy Rashawn rocks all the time. Okay. Right. Lightbox Lab Grown Diamonds are a gift that will never, that, that your people will never want to take off. And they are priced so that they won't have to take them off. They really do make any outfit sparkle. So, what you guys need to do is visit lightboxjewelry.com to add some sparkle to your holiday shopping. All right. Do that. Lightbox Jewelry dot com uh light box diamonds never a dull moment that's the tagline now we can begin it's gonna be a cold winter it's always a, a, a slight chance of snow when your boy's walking around you know that ed that's right that's <laughs> I right know. so somebody heard you i think somebody wants their light box ed uh, you know what that's what it is that's what it is <laughs> I, I see i see um all right so we these traits that I'm talking about, right? 
And it's one of those things where if you're the Niners, um, you go up two possessions, right? Under yeah. two minutes to play in that second quarter, right? It's, it's, it's 23-14. Kittle just does a great tight rope down the sideline, big momentum game shifting play, you could say. You know, I, I, you know something else I learned. Kittle's good. Fine. They used him finally, good. right? I mean. He's good. So, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I was watching the game and I was like, God, you know what? That 85 is pretty good. Yeah. Shame. Shame. All right, Keep going. He, He's in more feature than the he's yeah. more feature than the offense. Um, anymore, but yeah, he's pretty good. Oh. <laughs> so he does the tight rope. It's it's fantastic, right? It's phenomenal, right? Mm -hmm. You have an opportunity to go, you know, you can go two for one, essentially, right? You get the score there, you get the ball coming out of the locker room at halftime, you get the opportunity to either create even more space, right? Like these are I feel like these are critical moments in ball games. That you need to take, you need to take advantage of right and this in my opinion is when this whole thing shifted right and so instead of um you using that momentum defense coming up with a stop you let Seattle march right down the field not only do you let them march right down the field like you help them out when you give them two gifts two 15 yarders to help them out help them extend that drive and then they're able to find the end zone you go in the locker room it's just a one possession game right and then of course coming out the 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 kickoff the ensuing kickoff to to start the second half you cough that up and so it's it's these are critical moments in a game critical game swinging plays that this team just has shown to be inadequate in in, in these moments and these are traits of good teams take advantage of these moments. And I feel like, especially in the Seattle game right here, I think I, it was huge because I think this is where the game changed. Um, I was taught, and this is what I was taught as a Niner, win games on the road, you back your defense and your special teams. <laughs> yeah, no, this, is, this is what I was taught. I'm just going to tell you point blank. This is how I was taught. You you pack your defense and your special teams because you can never count on your offense having a good day on the road. Um, Cause you don't know what the weather's going to be like. You don't know what the communication is going to be like because of the crowd noise. Um, you don't know what type of shenanigans are going to be going on with your headsets and all of these type things, because again, you're on the road, you don't control a lot of those things. So you, but what you can always count on is your defense and your special teams because you're going to always be able to function in peace. They're not going to make noise when their offense is out there. And nobody really makes noise doing, doing special team plays. So you count on those. Um, and the fourth phase, because people always talk about three phases of a football game, right? We always hear that. We always hear, you know, offense, defense, and special teams. Where there's a fourth phase. The first phase, coaching. So those four things... You have to, so you, you, you should always be able to count on your coaching, right? You got to count on your defense. You got to count on your special teams. You get there. It is hard, hard to win a football game on the road when the plan is not good. Your teams suck. Okay. <laughs> they suck. And you get out schemed. So where your offense can't come up with what you need when they need it. And that right there, some of the turnovers, some of the things that were happening. 
Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo made his, and you just can't do this. Jimmy Garoppolo made two really, really bad throws. One of those throws, what the Bobby Wagner interception. I kind of give Bobby a little I'm bit. Gonna give Bobby, I'm going to give Bobby his dap for making that because Bobby, Bobby's an all-pro. You know when we were having the Fred Warner conversation, all these things about the best linebacker. What did I tell you? You know who I picked. Yeah. I, I, I was like, I, I like Fred. I, I love everything that he does. Fred is an all-pro and all those things. But I was like, Bobby Wagner is the best linebacker in football. That's, that's just, I'm, I, you know, I don't scout with my heart. Love Fred. He's in my colors. That's my guy. But I, I'm, but I, if you're telling me to evaluate the talent, this Bobby Wagner just does that year in and year out. That's just who he's, he's, dude's been what, all pro like what, 17,000 times? He's pretty good. He's consistently that dude. He's, he's, he's that way. We've seen, we've seen what Fred can do. We know Fred heights. We know how he can play. Bobby plays that way every season, every single season. Now that, so I'm going to give him that one. That next interception he threw was the second worst throw right. of his career. Yeah, that, that was not that a good second throw. Worst throw. Um, truly, that, that's that's the second worst throw I've ever seen him make. Um, you can't do an NFL quarterback can't make that throw. What was the worst throw? The overthrow in the Super Bowl. Look at the importance of that. That's the worst throw. That's the worst throw he, he will ever make. Mm. He, will, he will never have. Think about it. The importance of that throw. He, he overthrew, he overshot the Super Bowl. It's changed the trajectory of this podcast. I know that much. <laughs> so, so I'm just, but that's, that, that was the, that's the worst throw. That was throw number two. Um, so, uh, so that right there, offensively, you can't have these things happen. Those things can't happen. And, but back to the whole teams not being prepared. Um, some of the mistakes that are made, Yes, that's not on the coach. It's the player. You got to hold on to the ball. You can't fumble these balls. You can't do these things, but you got to have guys in position. You got to also, as a coaching staff, have guys that can make those plays, that that understand the importance, that aren't coughing it up, that are that that there are some things you just can't do. And that's how that's I go back to some of the, the lessons that were learned um as I was being taught the game and it was like playing in candlestick. We all knew candlestick was a swamp and everyone would slip and fall and do all of these things. And I remember my rookie year after the first time it happened to me, all I was told is you can't slip. I, I remember a play playing a game and I slipped and the guy caught the ball and it was a big first down and, and all these things happened. And my DB coach, he, he, you know, he didn't say anything other than ED, you can't slip. And moved on. I heard it. I got it. No excuses. There are times we all know that human beings are going to make mistakes. But in that situation, understanding ports, and you can't. Coming out of the half, you can't drop that ball. That has to be emphasized. Not saying that they didn't, but it's got to be emphasized to a point where it doesn't happen. You got to know how things are going, and you got to keep going. I've talked about this, and then I'm going to let you jump back in right here. I've talked about it before, the plan. You know, you, you, you know what's the plan, the lack of plan? And, and, I, and after a couple of wins, I said, you know what? I, I'm starting to think that they have a plan um, because he hasn't been going back and forth with Trey, like I'm going to go with Jimmy. And I see that. I even saw this in his game because, like yeah. I said, that's the second worst throw I've seen in my career from Jimmy, and he didn't think about 
changing anything out. So he's stuck with it. He's, he's developing a plan. But this is also an important thing to know about a plan. Um, your plan is not going to rise to the level of the talent. Uh, by that, I mean, this is a very talented roster that we keep continue to talk about losing games that they shouldn't lose, right? I, I thought that was a should win game. You, you are more talented. You're playing better. You should win this game. Um, so the plan is not going to rise to the level of the talent. The talent is going to fall to the level of the plan. Coaching. On you, bro. That's deep. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> hang, hang that up somewhere. Put that in, in, in the living room. Um, that, look, I must win, should win. Like I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Should win. Like this is a game that should have won. And and now they're seven instead of six in the in in the playoff picture right now, which you know it isn't the worst thing in the world, right? Yeah, they're, 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 they're still in it. You still got a shot. But obviously, like this is a game that you would have liked to have had. Um, you mentioned it uh, leading up to this game, just how well E-Man's been playing. And that loss was felt immensely, I thought. Um, uh, Diamo came in there. I mean, he had a rough one. He had a rough one. You know, let's just be honest about it. Uh, you know, I love the kid. But he had... He, He's he's a pup. He's a pup, yeah. and he's got to go through it. And I was tweeting when he, when while he was playing the game, and I was like, you know what? That's like the first ball that um, Metcalf caught on him, and I was like, guess what? He's he's gonna learn. He's he's gonna learn. That's just sometimes they're just better than you on that play, and you got to fight through it. They're gonna make some plays. You're going you're going against NFL caliber guys. He is no longer in college, and 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 he didn't see anybody that could go up and get a ball or place a ball the way Russell Wilson can that understands how to, like Russell knows that I'm going to get this ball up to a position to where Metcalf can get that big body in between you and the ball. And he's six, four and you're not. And let's see how this works out with your big vertical and everything else. So that's just, that's football. Now, when they keep coming, now, you know, some other players are going to come. You got to be ready. It's baptism through fire. And, bruh, when the fire starts, <laughs> they are going to put fuel on the fire. They're going to continue to pour gasoline on it. That's how it works. So he's going to be fine. I just He's just got to get some play in. And remember I told you this during preseason when they were talking about he has this 0.0 passer rating. I was like, guys, you got to realize, okay, that was a bad throw. Dude was two yards butt naked behind him. You remember we were having this conversation? Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was like, just because it wasn't completed doesn't mean he was in the right position, and he's got to learn all these things. So, and it's been a while since he's had some meaningful game reps too. I, I I'd say. I mean, he was he was kind of thrown in there too. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen him in some meaningful. But he's got to work. He's got to work. Game reps. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? But but one thing before you jump on, E man, I was looking at something today. Um. I hate this is happening, but E-Man's got to, he's got to get healthy. That's, that's why he's got to stay on the field. I, I'm, I'm looking at this and this is his fourth year. He hasn't had a long string of games together. Now I was just looking at that, like Josh Norman, Josh Norman, 10, 11 years now. Um, what is this, 10 or 11 for him? But 
since he's taken over as a starter, Josh Norman has played 16 games three times in his entire career. Mm. Like these guys don't, I mean, they, you got to stay healthy. You, you have to be on the field to help the team. And E-Man was really playing well. He, he really is. I know he's not trying to get hurt, of course, but what, what do you say? What's the best ability, man? Availability. Well, you know, I, we disagree on that one, but I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> I think ability is the best ability, but <laughs> availability would be my number two. You're correct. I'm just saying that ability don't don't do you know what my ability to be here and 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 provide this podcast for as we entertain a nation here is null and void when I'm on IR like I was last month, right? So well, I mean, this is this is true, but but if you were able to be here and you sucked at doing it, does it really help? Think about it. That's what I'm saying. You know, if you show up and you can't get the job done, does it really help? That's, you know. <laughs> you touche, know, touche, touche. So what do we do? Like, do we, do we just chalk this one up to all right, it's Kyle and he can't beat Pete and we're still hopeful that they'll be able to get back on track or is there something glaring here that you see maybe prohibiting them going forward? Um, falling, I, falling further off the rails. I just think that this is an underachieving squad. I think I, I really do believe this team is not playing to its talent level. You always want overachievers. You want an overachieving player. You want an overachieving squad. Um, It's very few, very few guys are at their ceilings right now. Um, Trent Williams is Trent Williams. Um, Botha is Botha. Um, I don't think we think, would you say Kittle is Kittle? No. Would you say Fred Warner is Fred Warner? No. See, that, that's what I'm talking about. So, so you're not, so when you don't have that, you have plays, you have series, but you don't have your stars playing like stars. So if, if you don't have that, then you're going to be an average club. And that's what this team is right now. Um, before I was like, this is a bad football team. They're an average team at best. That's what I see this season right now because um, I, I go back to it. I think a lot of this has been just the plan. Like, well, like, like, what's the plan? What's, how do you get there? Yes, I want to. You're telling me that is where we're going. Okay, that's where we're going. I know that that championship is where we're going. I can see that. Everybody knows that. How do, how do you want me to get there, coach? Because you can tell me hard work and all these things are going to get me. To, but no, no. What's what's the path? If we stay on this particular path, are we going to get there? And that's what I mean by a plan. So so I have something tangible out in front of me. And that's what I don't think they have. And and guys are having a hard time week in and week out consistently doing what they're supposed to do. So that's that's what I'm, I, I, I said it before. Th- this isn't a championship team. You make the playoffs with that extra spot, okay. You're not going to win. You're not going to win the championship. 
Uh, let's, let, let's go. Let's, let's go. Confidence meter scale of one to ten. How confident are you that this team is going to get back on track and 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 earn a playoff spot? Okay, tell me the roster. Tell me the um, remaining games. That's what I mean. Remaining games. Because right now, right now. So this week, how do you feel about? So we got what Cincinnati. Cincinnati this week. Yeah. How, how do you feel, how do you feel with the the secondary against Cincinnati's passing game? How's that looking? It's tough. I mean, they're coming. They're coming off a loss. They're going to be hungry. Um, you got to go on the road. Another road game. I think that's tough. You got Cincinnati home against Atlanta at Tennessee, home against the Texans at the Rams. That's your final five games. How many you see them winning out of that five? I I picked them ten and seven starting. I figured ten and seven. Everyone got mad at me when I said that, but I was like ten and seven, and I thought that could get them into the playoffs. I didn't think they were going to win the division, but I thought ten and seven they could get in the playoffs. Yeah, after the Rams game, I thought nine and eight, and I wasn't sure they were getting into the playoffs. Uh, now, as I look at this, I think ten is best case scenario. The ten and ten and seven. I think that's the best case scenario. You see, I'm going. I'm going. That, to, that, that's going. That's winning four of your last five. So, so I'm going to stick because you know I, I always do that because I said it. I'm going to stick with it. Ten and seven. I have to. So confidence meter. Uh, I'm not confident <laughs> that they can go ten and seven. My confidence is waning that they can go ten and seven. But I said it, and I'm gonna. I'm going to keep riding that horse since I said it. Um, but uh, because you see days like we saw against the Rams where they came out and they played some bully ball. We saw them do that a couple of times in a row where they came out and played some bully balls because, because you see that, you know, they're capable of doing that. And when they play that way, they can play with anyone. There's not a club that they're about to come across it, that if they play in that manner, if they are prepared if they are prepared, they weren't prepared this last game. Coaching lost this game. Just like I say, I always say you, you got to count on your coaches to win a couple of games for you here and there every season. A bad Seattle team, Pete Carroll won them a game. His coaching staff won them a game. They were going against the 32nd, the 32nd defense in the league. Yeah, I mean this. Th- th- that's what's been at, like. This happened last year too. Remember, like they they ended up becoming becoming a get right team for, uh, for the Seahawks, right? They went into they they went up into the Pacific Northwest, and that's the game that Jimmy got hurt, and and all of a sudden like they couldn't play a lick of defense all year, and that that was their coming out party, so to speak. Um, and it, it just continues um, when they see those Niners colors, they perk up. Uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Ooh, where's my confidence? Uh. Six six out of ten. I'll give it a six out of ten. That that's where my confidence is right now in terms of this team getting to ten wins. Um, but I mean, it, I mean, you got no room for error, right? You got to win four of the next five. And 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 realistically, the Titans are the one team that I think will probably be favored over them. Um, the Rams, you've had their number. You you're hoping that that stays true right uh and then you take care take care of the teams that that you're supposed to take care of um and and 
I mean, look, Cincinnati is a playoff team, right? As of right now, uh, Atlanta, you know, call it what it is. They're not. They're not a very good football team. Like you have to win that game, Houston. Atlanta you have to win that game. Like you okay. got to beat, like like Keenan Allen said, you got to beat the bums, right? That's uh-huh. it. That's it. But and there's only there's only two bums on this schedule. That's the problem. <laughs> See, that's that's the problem, and we have shown that we've shown that it's very difficult. It's very difficult for them to consistently come in and play against a good team. Um, and, and this is the thing. So really, truly, when I know what I said, 10 and 7. And I was like, since I said it, I'm going to stick to it. You know, I put it on wax. I'm going to stick to it. Um, you've heard me say this enough times. You can't lose. as Keenan said the bombs, but you can't lose to a team that's not going to be in the playoffs, a bad team. I'm just going to say bad teams. I'm not going to call them bums, but you can't lose to a bad team because the other playoff teams aren't going to lose to those bad teams. Um, you can't lose games to Seattle. You, you can't, you can't lose to Seattle. The other playoff teams aren't going to lose to Seattle. And that's what keeps you out of the playoffs because it gonna, it's going to come down to the end and those games cost you, or you're going to be tied with someone that beat those. It, they always cost you. You can't lose to bad teams, especially in your conference. And let's let's double down on that when it's in your division. Division. You can't lose to bad teams. And the Niners, I mean, if we if we go down their schedule and lost, they've lost six games, right? Six and six. They lost two to Seattle. What other bad teams have they lost to? They lost two to Seattle. They lost to Find that schedule, man. Find that schedule. Come I mean, on. Just Seattle. I mean, the, they lost to the Packers. That's a playoff team. They yep. got swept by the Cardinals. That's a playoff team. But I mean, uh-huh. one, of those, one of those games was without uh, <laughs> was without yep. was without Kyler. That was a bad loss. Yeah, that was a bad loss. They uh, lost. Boy. They lost to the Colts. They could find. That was them. Bad. But that was a bad team at the time. They were yeah. At the time, they were a bad team. They could find themselves in the playoffs, and they got two losses against the Seahawks. But I mean, you're gonna you're gonna look at this schedule. You're gonna look at shoulda, woulda, coulda. You know, yeah, should have taken care of business against Seattle. Should have won the game against Green Bay. You had that one. One. Um, you can't let Indianapolis come to your house and do what they did to you at the time. They were they weren't a very good team at all. After what you just said right there, that that would that would be ten and two. It would be a completely different mindset for this club. Taking care of those games right there that they had control of or should have won, it'd be a ten and two squad. And if we're talking about this at the beginning of the season, I don't think anybody would be surprised by that. But no. as we're talking about it now, it's you know, just wow. Um, so they got the Bengals coming up. We'll be back later this week to preview yeah. that. Um, as always, want to encourage you to, to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. Uh, hit us up on social media. I'm at R. Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at... Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. That's four underscores. As in, could the Niners put together a four-game win streak here? Maybe to, to close out the season. I, I don't. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know because they are they are little Sybil-like right now. I don't know. Real Jekyll and Hyde ish. Yeah. Get my drift. Um. Yeah. So that'll be that. Uh. For my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast and the Believe Podcast Network. We will see you later this week. Peace. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.